to The Outpouring. I'm your hostess, Dr. Daphne Demaria Burleson. You're watching today on the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network. And here at the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, we love Jesus. If you love Jesus, you're in the right place. Or if you want to know more about him, then sit back and relax and enjoy our time with Jesus. You know, today we have a very, very, very special treat. And I say it's a special treat because I have a friend in the house today. Her name is Dr. Diane Gardner. God bless you, Dr. Diane. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Give me a hug. You know, it's something wonderful because this is your birthday weekend. <laughs> yes. And you're sharing it with everyone. I love it. <laughs> you know, so everyone say, happy birthday, Dr. <laughs> Diane. <laughs> Thank you. But one thing that's so wonderful about your life and ministry, and I know it personally, you're a generous person. You are a loving person. You are a patient person. And I... I've witnessed your deliverance ministry. I've witnessed your taking care of people that are not very lovely. And so she's coined in the kingdom as the grace expert. You have to, you have to tell us, what, what does it mean to be a grace expert? And just introduce yourself to the, to the audience there. They want to know more about the grace expert. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. And you're a lovely person oh. and a person, quality person of God. Oh, I want to tell you that in order to be a grace expert, it means that you've experienced a lot of grace. Oh. A lot of grace in your personal life, a lot of grace in your ministry life, a lot of grace in every area of your life. And it actually, someone else involved with Christian Women in Media coined the phrase for me. She said, you know, you talk about grace a lot. I see the grace of God in your life and you know how to help people access the grace of God. So I'm calling you a grace expert. Wow. You know, I once heard um, someone say that grace and it, there was an acronym God's riches at Christ's expense yes that's a lot of access yes because you know when Jesus died for us he he allowed us into that place in the presence of God that we didn't have access to yes and that's that place where we acquire the riches of God yeah well today I'm so excited because I'm I'm so happy to be a part of this next phase in that move of your ministry because you wrote a new book she loves to write she's an author and I am so excited because she has a new book out and it's entitled increase your capacity to hear from God. Yeah. I'm excited about that because in this hour, there's too much going on out there that's clouding up the atmosphere and there's a lot of debris in the atmosphere. Tell us the foundation of your new work and what it's all about. Well, lots of people are saying God said this, God said that, God said the other. And here's the interesting thing, that a person can live a life devoid of caring what God thinks or, or doing his word or what his uh, opinion is of anything. And then suddenly when there's a tragedy, they start saying, well, I think God's saying this. 
think God's saying that. And without the foundation of the Word of God, you don't know what God's saying. Wow. And when we do have the Word of God, we still have to empty ourselves of our own thoughts, ideas, and presumptions in order to let God say what He means by His Word. And one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is, Lord, let me see it as you say it and not as I want to say it. Let me see it as, as you, you say it. Say it. Isn't that? So that means his word is what we should base all of our thoughts, perceptions on. Mm -hmm. And I do know what you mean because so many people when they're going through crisis, when they're going through critical times, they, they want to blame things on God. And then they have Job's comforters. People <laughs> that have an opinion and they haven't asked God yet. What are you saying about Diane? What are you saying about this person? They march over to their house and they start telling them what their, somebody told them when they were five, what their grandmother said, who loved God but didn't have a revelation of the word. Well, this is what, and this is what, this is why you're sick. This is why you had this tragedy. This is why you went through this divorce. This is why, and all of it around, God is saying this. Wow. That's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a very critical time that we're living in because there's a lot of hearsay. You turn on the news and there's a lot of propaganda. Mm -hmm. Media is centered around, oftentimes centered around propaganda. Uh, what does that mean? It means something an, or an opinion that people would love for you to, to regard as truth. And oftentimes, most of the time, prop propaganda is not truth. There are factual things that man has pieced together to create a concept that they would love to influence you with. Exactly. Well, in this hour, we cannot afford, the church especially, to be led by propaganda or influential thoughts that are not formed in the Word of God. Well, today, I've, I, I really wanted to look uh, into Scripture, and we're going to just share with the people out there about the importance of hearing the voice of God exactly. for yourself. Exactly. We cannot, uh, um, there are news, well, I won't call the, the, uh, the news stations or the, or the stations or the, the, the programs in particular, but you cannot... Uh, turn on this channel, that channel, this internet station, that podcast, and assume that the people that are bringing forth those things, especially when they aren't based on the Word of God, that those things are true. It's like we're doing like the Greeks. When they didn't understand God, they made up one. Oh! And the gods that they made up that we studied in Greek mythology, the gods that they made up didn't act much different than them. So they were fighting and having sex outside of, union, of the right union, and, and wow. they were in unforgiveness, and they were... She said that word. <laughs> <laughs> and there were so many things that as you study Greek mythology, uh -huh. you see what man does to make up their view of God. Mm. And many times we do that and we say religious things or traditional things that is not consistent with the word. If God 
took the time to preserve the Bible all these thousands of years for us to have it, he knew exactly what he wanted to say. He knew exactly what he meant by it. And we need to learn what he is saying and not what we're thinking. I think the greatest miracle a person can have, besides being born again, is a changed perception. Mm. When we, how do I know I'm hearing God? Because it's with his word, it's in context with what the word says, not taken out of context and applied any way I want it. Now see, now you're you're entering into a zone. I love that zone because you're tapping into hermeneutics. <laughs> yes. And that is the art and science of studying the word of God because there is a proper way to study the word of God. Yes. And what you described about uh, forming uh, an opinion and then finding a scripture to fit your opinion is known as eisegesis. That's right. That yeah. means your opinion. That's what, right. what I feel and then you you want to persuade others and then you find a scripture and run with it somewhere that you'll run and everybody running into that place will, will will just fly into the brick wall right along with you yeah well what we want is exegesis there we go we want to extract extract from the word what God said, why he said what he said, mm -hmm. and what does he want us to do about what he said. Beautiful. And I am so thankful because um, recently you were bestowed uh, an honorary doctorate. And yes. I, I was so excited because you've already been walking in knowledge and wisdom and understanding for years. But it was such a blessing for an institution to um, meet God in a place and the Holy Spirit revealed to them that this woman of God should be bestowed. Not that titles have never been important to you, but God did that for you because you're an exceptional person in the kingdom of God. Thank you. So I want to look at the scripture. Let's go over to John chapter 10 and I believe you have a, a portion of chapter 10 because the Holy Spirit had us on one accord right we we went all the chapters of the Bible we went straight to the <laughs> same chapter but he gave me chap verses 1 through 5 and he gave you uh, 26 through 30 so I'm gonna read mine first mm -hmm. and then you're gonna read yours and then we're just gonna flow in the prophetic and we're gonna share with someone bless someone how to hear the voice of God in the midst of all of the noise yeah. that's going on yeah. in, in A.D. 2018. <laughs> this is amazing. John chapter 10, uh, verses 1 through 5. And the word of the Lord reads, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse 5, And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. That's, and you, and you awesome. can continue the reading of in that chapter. All right. John 10, starting with verse 26. But 
You do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. May God add a blessing to his word. So we were on one accord. Now before we open the atmosphere up in the prophetic, tell us about your book, Increasing Your Capacity to Hear from God, Based on, I know that those scriptures are somewhere in the text of that book, because I know that it's your heart yeah. that people hear from God. You're a teacher. Mm -hmm. you you're a pastor. Mm -hmm. You love God's people. Mm -hmm. But share with us what God put in your heart concerning increasing your capacity to hear from God. Whatever we believe is filling a void in our life, in our mind, and the Bible calls it in our heart. And wherever we have, from the time we're a little child, we are taking and receiving information about God. The interesting thing is that when a child is like two years old and they said, who made that tree? You can say God and they don't have to, you don't have to explain who he is. God has put it within mankind. Once they hear about him, that they know he exists. Mm. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. From a yes. very small child, you don't have to theologically give them a dissertation as to who God is. You don't. Is. You don't. And it's, God has made it for us to, because we have, as people say, a God-sized void on the inside of us. So then from that point on, we are gaining information as to who he is. Not that he exists, but who he is. Mm. We have to be taught out of believing he exists. Somebody comes and tells us God's dead or this and that, that that's how we believe he's not. But from a child, you believe he is. And so then you're gathering information. And everywhere you gather information can be from relatives, a pastor, a spiritual leader, a neighbor. Your experiences in life is telling you about God. The unfortunate thing is there is a voice behind some of that information, and it is the voice of Satan, because he then tells you this was wrong and God did it. God is punishing you. God doesn't like you. God doesn't love you. And he is adding to the information and giving you a wrong interpretation or perception. Mm. And so I grew up with a lot of that. I grew up with people that read the Bible. We didn't go to church till I was 11. But uh, we were taught that you need to read the Bible, God is God, Jesus is his son, the Holy Spirit is in the mix somewhere. <laughs> so, so what happened then is I'm just gathering all of this and, um, and I real, realized once I got born again, and in fact I had a vision, and I had a vision of this whole garden and it was filled with beautiful flowers and weeds. There was more weeds than flowers. And 
all of a sudden I realize this is my belief system, that I have some things that are true about God mm -hmm. and many more things that were not. But in or I could not decipher what was him and what wasn't, what was his voice and what wasn't, because I didn't know the word, and I hung, I clung to those who I thought were spiritual when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So. I realized I had to till that old garden. I had to start over. You know, now what's up with <laughs> your name? <laughs> your, your last name is Gardner. Yes. And isn't it prophetic? Because right. now you have an interest mm -hmm. in God's garden mm -hmm. and being able to discern uh, by the Spirit of the Lord what is a weed and what is not. Right. And so I believe you have an even more of a passion to be able to know it by the Holy Spirit that needs to be plucked out of here. Yeah. That's that's smothering up things. That's not allowing the beautiful truth blossoms to, to come yeah. forth, the truth of God yeah. to come forth. Yeah. That's a blessing. You know, it's amazing that you should mention because we're talking about the voice of God, mm -hmm. hearing the voice of God. And so I actually uh, looked up the word voice. And voice me is more than just a sound. Yeah coming forth from our mouths. It's, it is an expressed choice, an utterance, communicating the mind of a person or a cause. Voice does have a vocal quality. La, 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 la. We all have a singing voice. We have a speaking voice. We have voices that are associated with, with thoughts and things that we perceive as truth. Voices. When you hear uh, the voice of a stranger that doesn't, you don't connect with strangers. Your parents tell you, don't talk to strangers because you don't really have a voice. You don't have a connection yeah. to a stranger. There's something from, the, from a very young age to a, even as an adult, when we are in the midst of strangers, we don't have a lot to say. We shouldn't until we get a clearance from the Holy Spirit. Now, it's amazing. Uh, causes. Uh, in this hour, we hear a lot of voices. Yes. Uh, uh, movements. I also notice that nature, things that God, uh, God puts in perspective for us, those things have voices too. Mm -hmm. The ocean, mm -hmm. the trees, the wind, all have voices that reflect uh, God. John, in the book of Revelation, heard the voice of God is an, a, a water, ocean, a mighty ocean, and thunder. And mm -hmm. so those things have voices because God created them. He created his children to hear him. Yes. Now, Dr. Diane, I want to know, how have you managed in the midst of all of the noise, in the midst of all of the confusion, especially the things the voices against the Antichrist, his voice against the church. Is there a way that you have managed to separate? Yes. A phrase or a, uh, a way of putting myself back in order uh, the Lord gave me in my early Christian life when it came to his voice. He says, I want you to learn to love truth love God's word and 
more than you love being right in your own eyes mm. and having your own way. Wow, you have to say that again. That's that's like a treasure. That's a treasure for a lifetime right the, there. It's in the beginning of the book because I was so confused as to what is God and what isn't and when God's speaking and when he isn't. And, um, and so I had to learn that if I truly love truth, and I really want the truth more than I want what I'm thinking, then I can empty myself of what I'm thinking and grab hold to real truth. Psalm 51.6 says he wants truth in the inward parts. So from the very core of my being, he wants what's in my spirit and in my mouth to agree. Mm, there's an agreement factor. A unity on the inside and that that's what God wants. And then when we really, really believe what the Bible says that God is good, Jesus said, nobody can take you out of the hand of the Father. Wow. And I make you my sheep. When you choose Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have to say it out of your own mouth. Now, here's the interesting thing. I was a church member for years. I sang in the choir. I made a joyful noise. And I <laughs> she was, was using her voice, noisy the voice. Youth, the youth department, because the guys were cute. And, uh, and then they taught you scripture. And so I learned all these scriptures in Psalm. If you, run, if you did uh, the shorter Psalms, um, 10 verses or below, we had to memorize. And if you memorized them, then you all stood in line. And then you stepped forward, then, uh, and you started it first and said the whole thing first, then you got a trophy. So I was competitive. So I went after the trophy. I hadn't a clue what any of those, of those scriptures meant. When I got born again, God wiped them out of my mind. I could not remember not one of those Psalms that I used to say really fast. And it's because he wanted me to know him and what he meant without just polyparenting the word. Mm. And so learning the voice of God, you have to first understand that he does nothing separate from his word. Mm. That's how you can know that it's him and that he truly is good no matter what the circumstances say. I have a son that's in prison. I went through a very public divorce. Yes, that was a very I've serious. had a lot of uh, trials and tribulations, sickness, disease, all kinds of things. And in the midst of that, everything says God's not good. But if you really understand that he really is your father and he really is good, then you look at the word from a whole different perspective and you can increase your capacity to hear from mm -hmm. him. So Steve, when you just, you did something that was prophetic, increasing your capacity, I saw the cord and your tent being stretched. Truth causes you to be able to venture outside of the box. Your comfort zone. The comfort zone. See, many people get in that comfort zone of God and they only see God in uh, the building of a church. They see him, you know, in the small things that they do as routine. But uh, in Matthew 15, it talks about the traditions of, of men and how they have made the word of God of none effect. So the effect of the voice of God can actually be shut down by 
your in-the-box thinking. Tradition shuts down what the Holy Spirit might want to tell you, how he wants to expound on thoughts and how he wants to move from your little uh, creek or your little lake mentality. He wants to move you into the ocean of God where there are deep things, yea, even the deep things of God are out there. And so in this hour, the body of Christ, we need to put our ears, incline our ears. Incline means you have to, we're going to have to go above what's normal yeah. or routine or traditional to hear the spiritual things, the overflow mm -hmm. of God in this hour. And allow him to keep teaching you. Because you memorize a scripture, because you've experienced God in such a wonderful way in a scripture or a passage or a chapter, then he wants you to grow. Mm -hmm. So next year, he might show you a whole nother perspective. So you have to more or less lay aside what you've learned in order to grow and increase that capacity. Anything that's filled you can't put anything new in. But if you're willing to say, Lord, this is what I've learned, this is what I believe, does it apply in this situation or do you want me mm -hmm. to, uh, do, you, do you have something new to say to me? Mm -hmm. That is how we can increase our capacity. He says, if you're my sheep, you will know my voice and you will follow him. Yes. The we, in other words, as a child, uh, you know, you you trust the voice of your parents. You trust the the voice of those that love you, and your your capacity to move into new experiences. It it is based on your trust in the cognitive things that you have already experienced. So in God, our experience in the Word of God, and as we trust the Word, and as the Word comes to pass, and as things become truth to us, yes, God, God is truthful. Yeah. We, we want to explore more. We want the deeper things, the higher things. Well, I, I believe you should pray with the people so that their ears will be open to the voice of God in this hour. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we bring ourselves up to you. Yes. And we ask you to look into our hearts. Yes. Your word says in Psalm 51, 6, that you want truth in the inward part. If we are born again, the Holy Spirit lives in us, and he is called. Jesus called you the spirit of truth. Yes. Jesus. And so I'm asking that truth will prevail over every presumption. And according to Psalm 19, that the presumption will not have dominion over yes. them any longer. Yes, that, that each one, we break the traditions, we break yes. the wrong perceptions, we break the fear of yes. God not being good for us yes, or to Jesus. us. In we Jesus break that name. over you right now in, in Jesus, Jesus name. name and we say that truth will prevail yes. and that you will empty yourself yes. of your perceptions and say, Father, I want truth. Yes. So we receive the truth of God. Yes. For you are his sheep and you will know his voice. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. What a powerful prayer. I am so excited. You know, you said you you the, the Lord uttered the word presumption. 
And uh, I believe that opened up a whole new realm that we didn't really touch. We didn't really touch those places today. As long as you will promise to come back. Yes. And we'll continue our discussion. We have to because God does want to talk to us about presumption, things that we think we know, places we have gone and traded that we shouldn't have gone in because we didn't hear God's voice. Well, for part two. Part Is that two. A, okay? Praise God. Well, I am so thankful that you joined us here today on The Outpouring. I'm your hostess, Dr. Daphne DeMaria Burleson. We have been graced with presence with Dr. Diane Gardner all the way in from the Inland Empire, and I appreciate her ministry. Until we see you again, be blessed and hear the voice of God and move into his goodness and glory. In Jesus' name, God bless you. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television.